Hello and welcome to Kicking Balls, the podcast where two 20-something Americans give out a whole lot of opinions on soccer as if they're fact. Hello, everyone. We're back. Hello. It's been a while, but we're here. It's been three weeks. Whoops. Oops. Um, okay. But... But you know what? Here's what happened. Um, very busy people didn't really have much time to watch stuff, let alone talk about it. Um, I still haven't watched anything, but I am trying to talk about it today. I will be better. We're back. We're going to talk about, um, we're going to kind of not talk about the Premier League games that happened right before the international break because I will just say, let me just say it and get it over with that Arsenal did beat City and But we can't really talk about it because I can't talk about it because I watched a total of 20 minutes of that. Okay, I will say I stretched through the entire game and I am quite happy and I was very excited. And I think I deserve my moment of glee. And now we can move on. Yeah, we're going to leave it there because I didn't watch it. So I can't really argue with anything Rachel says. So we're just going to believe me when I say what I said because I did watch the whole thing. But it's fine. Let's move on. Anyways. We're leaving it there. Um, we're going to talk about sort of this past match week of the Premier League. Um, we actually only, it seems like it's been like a month. We actually only missed really one that week. one week <laughs> um, of match week sort of stuff, which is kind of crazy. It feels like we must have missed like three, but we really only missed that one. Um, and so we'll sort of talk through match day nine, which was this past weekend um, of sort of Premier League games. We'll talk about the uh, Champions League match day. What is it? Match day three. Um, I believe it's three is correct. Um, that happened, uh, this week, midweek, this week, the last, uh, two days. Um, and then we're going to kind of look, take a look at the, you know, we'll probably actually do this before we talk about Champions League, but we're going to kind of take a look at where the premier league stands right now. Um, nine games in, we're about a quarter of the way through the season. Um, sort of take a look at how things, uh, have shaken out so far, but, We'll give it a start with uh with this week. Uh, first game of the weekend was the Merseyside Derby, um, Liverpool versus Everton. Uh, I actually did catch the end of this game. Um, Liverpool uh, ended up winning two to nothing. Uh, Everton had a player sent off uh relatively early I believe in the first half I caught the last uh I actually guess I caught both goals now that I think about it because I turned it on essentially right as uh Mo Salah was earning uh his first goal which was penalty kick um if I remember correctly it was one of those penalty kicks where uh, nothing particularly egregious hard to argue it was I believe it was a handball um like one of those bad luck handballs kind of thing. Like it's a handball. It, he's in the box, but it's not intentional. It's just kind of bad luck. Um, but definitely a penalty. Uh, Sala buries it. And then he buries the second one at 90 plus seven. So um, Liverpool's in a bit of a decent run of form here uh, the last couple of weeks, but um, nobody really expected Everton to, to put up much of a fight at Merseyside uh, Derby these days. I'm not going to lie. Sadly. Uh, Is this the year they get relegated? Is this the year they get relegated? Uh, we'll see. We'll talk about Honestly, it. Honestly, might put their fans out of the misery if they just get relegated now. Do you think? That's what we keep saying. I feel like just just put them out of their misery. You know, neither of us have ever um, actually asked an actual Everton fan this, but maybe we should to start collecting some data. Do you know any Everton fans? No. Do you? 
No. <laughs> okay, well then we're screwed. But it was a good um, hypothetical, hypothetical idea on our part. If you find one, we'll figure oh, that out. If, if, um, if I find one, that's the only question I will ask. Okay, sounds good. Uh, we'll report gonna, back if we find any Everton fans. Who's going to start like, asking people, are you an Everton fan? Everton fan? Like, <laughs> not even asking, are you a football fan? Just, are you an Everton fan? And they could be like, what the fuck? I'm like, okay. Yeah. If you know, you know. Anyway. Yeah, bit of a bit of a weekend moving along. A bit of a weekend for red cards. Uh, Burnley also had a man sent off in their 3 nothing loss to Brentford. Um, I'm going to leave it at that because I didn't watch any more of it. Um, but we had also had a sending off uh, in Bournemouth Wolves. Uh, Bournemouth had a player sent off early in the second half. They ended up losing 2-1. Uh, um and then city also had a player sent off which i am not gonna lie i watched the city game i did not realize we'd had somebody sent off um manuel kanji got sent off in injury time on a second yellow card i literally didn't even notice him get a second yellow card and it like it was 90 plus five it was right at the end of this game so it it was kind of irrelevant um this was a it was a better game for cities cities had a a not so nice stretch recently uh including you know the defeat at arsenal um but a, a couple of losses and just not not great form not not looked great although like i said it a little bit before city hasn't looked like great great at all this season so far they've had flashes but it hadn't been you know a, a real sort of tremendous magisterial performance by any means um but it had been a, a, a sort of a nasty stretch of form uh really without rodri uh, the truth of the matter is that there really just is nobody that can sort of fill that role for City. And so when Rodri is not available um, through suspension this time, but, you know, for any reason, if he's not available, um, somebody else has to fill that role. And really two, really two players in most of these games uh, were sort of called upon to play that. It was like combinations of like, Rico Lewis and Kovacic or Nunez and Kovacic or Nunez and Bernardo. Like it was like combinations of players and it really pulled, you know, sort of not only did it, it not sit as solid in the center of the park and sort of in front of the defense, um, but also just like kind of took some sting out of the attack a little bit because there was an extra, they needed an extra man to sort of cover the Rodri position and took that yeah. player out of the attack. Um so I think what we learned most from City's sort of stretch of not so great performances and losses um, is that we need to find a solution for the Rodri problem because, uh, you know, he was suspended for three games. That's manageable, uh, but not great. We lost all three games he didn't play in. Um, so that's not great. But if he were to, you know, go down with an injury, uh, that's a that's a big problem. There's yeah. not really anybody. Um, I would think I'm going to put it out into the universe that I think had John Stones been healthy, he might have been able to help fill that role a little bit better than what City had available um, because he, you know, was injured at the same time Roger was suspended. But I still don't think that's a long-term solution to the problem of of no Rodri, no party. Um, so I don't know if that means, uh, you know, sort of, what what I'm Pep is I'm sure aware of that issue. It's hard not to be. So I don't know what he'll do about it, but I'm sure he'll do something. Um, I don't know what though. <laughs> but um, <laughs> that I think was sort of the biggest thing I took away from City Stretch of 
not so great uh, performances and and results. Uh, they did get back to winning ways one to uh, two to one at Brighton this week. Um, let up a little bit in the second half. They let Brighton sort of get back into the game a little bit. Um, they shouldn't have. Holland did score, as did Julian Alvarez. Uh, Phil Foden had another really strong performance, mostly in the center of the park. Um, Doku continues to look threatening and dangerous on on the outside over there. Uh, I'd like to see him be a little bit more clinical in his final pass. Um, he seems to be, and, and this was true of the Champions League as well, but he does a lot of, uh, he lobs balls into the box, but they're not sort of very intentional passes. Um, you know, sort of, he just sort of puts the ball into the box. Yeah. Um, what I'd like to see, I'd like to see a little bit more uh, technique and sort of um, like aim, so to speak, um, with those balls. And I'd like to see him, uh, you know, be a little bit more confident in the finishing as well. Um, he sort of, you know, he'll beat his man and he'll get into the box. And then it's almost like he doesn't really know what to do at that point. Um, so I'd like to see his sort of like final product, you know, be refined a little bit, which I'm sure it will be. He's only 21. So, you know, it's, you know, he's two months, three months into to being at, at city. So I'm sure he'll get better. He's definitely not a finished product, but um, continues to look dangerous. Things like that. Uh, Alvarez yeah. continues to, to be very good. Um, but yeah, that's kind of a cool. That was my evaluation of the city performance this week. Um, other results, Nottingham Forest tied, uh, Luton Town to two, Newcastle beat Crystal Palace for nothing. Man United beat Sheffield, uh, two to one. Aston Villa beat West Ham for one. Uh, Tottenham beat Fulham to zero and then Arsenal. I know you did not watch this game, but you said, I think you watched the highlights a little bit. I um, saw our goals and enough to know that we played like shit and definitely got lucky, but I guess who cares? From what I, from what I understand, uh, it was definitely a much better second half from Arsenal than the that's first. That's what I think. Yeah, that's what I heard. And I didn't watch the first. So I don't, I don't know. It sounded like we just came out and we like didn't have it. And then, you know, kind of got our asses together and I think Chelsea we are a better team than Chelsea so at yeah, some certainly. point that impacted it also like Chelsea's goalkeeper gave us our first goal so thank you yeah, um, Chelsea, Chelsea continues to be a little of a, of a of a weird case um they they seem to have figured out how to score yeah they, they haven't figured their defense out yet I feel like they fully. haven't figured out the other it. they have seemed to figure out how to score there they've scored some goals as of late um, granted, that... I think that the one thing I think the one thing for, I think there are a few things for Arsenal a we finally have Jesus Martinelli and Saka back together up top yes. which is lovely they for having all three of them it's like one of the first times they've all played together this season healthy so that is lovely to see our midfield I mean, we're not going to be able to win the league if Jorginho is playing in our midfield. So we need Partey to come back and be healthy. Yeah. We also have never seen him and Rice play with each other, basically. And that'll be interesting because they kind of occupy similar spaces on the and pitch. And I wonder if Rice will be given the ability to move forward more. Um, I, would, I would imagine he would. I would, I would imagine, imagine too, which I think would be super interesting and good. 
Um, a couple other notes on our defense. I think our center backs, I mean, we let up our the first goal they had was a penalty, and it was kind of just like a like I think it was a handball on Saliba, and there wasn't much he could do about it. Like yeah, it's one of those. It was just like slightly too far away from his body, and it hit his hand. And bad luck know, is like bad. It's, luck, it's no. just one of those bad luck ones that I don't know. Like maybe if no one had seen it, then it wouldn't have been called type thing. But yeah. I think I, the, I think I think the question mark is our goalie. Yeah, what's going on there? I think I I honestly I don't say this about Arteta a lot, but I think Arteta's made a big mistake. He's got it wrong. I think, and I think that a lot of people have think he's gotten it wrong. I do not think he he. I think he has. I think he decided Raya was the goalie because he cl- thinks that Raya has better long ball distribution. I have not seen his long ball distribution be any better than Ramsdale. And what I've seen, which is what a lot of pundits have seen, is, is that our back line is not comfortable with him with the ball. That was one of the big things against City that I saw because that was kind of the last full Arsenal game I watched. It almost felt like our defense wasn't comfortable with Rhea in the back with the ball. And they mm-hmm. are comfortable with Ramsdale with the ball. And if Ramsdale, yeah. who hasn't done anything to have made any big mistake enough to justify right. him not being in the team, I he found- also Rhea also made a couple of, like, he got lucky last night in Champions League. And even Thierry Henry said this. He was like, he got lucky. And he was like, I am not confident with him in our goal. I just it's do not strange. understand why Arteta has don't, done that. Yeah, I don't understand why Ramsdale lost his starting spot in the he first did, place. He's done nothing wrong. He literally yeah, was goalie of this year last year in the Premier League. He did, he nothing, did nothing in the first few games to have justified it at all. I'm like, how much... How much better would Raya have had to been in practice to have kicked him out of all of the spot, like of yeah. all of the game spots? It just doesn't make any sense to me. And Ramsdale also, to me, isn't the type of player to like have done something stupid in practice that would have gotten well, him out of Arteta's favor. If you've d- and and the, the other thing about that kind of thing is not only does Ramsdale not come off as the type, but usually you hear about that kind of thing. You know yeah. what I mean? Like. It's- had gone down I mean, at has like, literally is literally the one who used to hear about that you know also literally has been the one who's like i would love to just play the rest of my career at arsenal he loves the club and honestly now i wouldn't i, I would not blame him other clubs if him. other clubs come looking for him in january i wouldn't blame him for leaving and i think that's a i think if that happens that is Arteta's fault and i don't know what the hell is going on yeah because it's a weird now it looks like he needs to take raya out because Rhea does not look solid in the back. He d- he just doesn't. Yeah, that's it's kind of a weird and like, one. like now you take him out and you put Ramsdale in, he's missed X amount of the season because you just haven't played him. I think, I don't normally, I'm not always like, sometimes I'm like, Arteta, I don't get what you're doing. Like maybe you have a plan. I don't think he had a plan with this. I really don't. I really, I really do not. And I don't think, I, mean, I think most Arsenal fans feel the same. And a lot of pundits are kind of like, what the hell is going on? And Arteta does not provide enough information to try and help us understand it, which is frustrating. Yeah. I feel like, like sometimes has to, the, but I feel like sometimes the Arteta problem is that Arteta carries himself and sort of behaves and does a lot of things very similar to Pep, which you can understand because he, you know, sort of it trained under. Yeah. But the problem is Pep hasn't always been the pep we know now sure pep yeah. has been a you know a top level coach for over a decade 
and you know pep won a treble over a decade ago you know what i mean like pep is one of the most sort of highly regarded Mm. well awarded yeah you know coaches and so he can kind of get away with shit that not everybody just can't get away with like you and and the thing is with pep is he's given you he's given us all you know both fans of his teams and also just people in general fans of the sport you know season after season time after time he's given you reason to believe in his process yeah. to trust he knows what he's doing even if you can't figure it out right because he's because he is so well decorated it's hard to argue with what he's doing even if you can't figure it out um i agree because 99 times out of 100 he's right like yeah. and even if you don't see it at the time you see it later on right and that's not to say he's never made mistakes i, Can I also say though Pep has never been like, I'm going to have two goalkeepers and they're just going to like flip back and forth. I'm going to sub my goalkeeper out in the middle of the game when I want to. No, he's not. But I think like. We could track Arteta matching Pep. And this seems like he's like, ooh, I want to do something no one's done before. I'm like, there is a reason why you like to have one singular goalie in the game. Like, you just want that. It reads to me as sort of like Arteta being like, like he doesn't have the same he's not given the same sort of benefit of the doubt that pep is because he doesn't have the same pedigree yet like i and that's not to say i don't think i think also, Arteta like, is this a is a, like but this is kind like, of a stupid move like yeah i feel like some people can justify some of the other things he's done i think it like i think people can make sense of it no one's making sense of this and I, also like it I doesn't feel like, feel like the like if he had done this and ray is clearly better than ramsdale right fine but he's not clearly better. And Ramsdale has done nothing in my mind, play-wise, to have justified this. Yeah, it's, it's kind of like frustrating it, as uh, I don't know. I think it's kind of like most of the time, even if you don't agree with what Arteta's doing, you can kind of see where he's coming from, right? Like sure. you can see the right. Yeah. This is one that just doesn't seem to make sense to anybody. Like nobody no. really gets it. And the sad thing is, too, is that I think that Ramsdale is England's best goalie. And yeah. in the past international break, he didn't play at all. I mean, granted, I don't think that Southgate is wrong not to play him if he hasn't played at all. But it's sad. Like, no, it's but... really, like, in my mind, and it's it's sad if he does not come back. I think for his career, he, he needs to leave. And that's devastating as an Arsenal fan because – he was our key- he was our keeper. Like he is our keeper. Like I think that the Arsenal yeah, fans are never understand. going to I also don't think the Arsenal fans are ever gonna accept Raya due to all of this, you know? Like I just I think yeah. it's gonna be a mess. And I think it's I don't know. Arsenal fans are harsh and maybe I'm being harsh, but like No, I think you're right. Like I think that there's like it's hard to accept somebody yeah, and it's not, you know, David Raya's fault. Like he's not the one who decided this. No. But like but like this is gonna be if if Ramsdale were to leave, like this is a bit of a stain on everybody's, you know, sort of record there. I think yeah, nobody really understands why. I think because like there's really no nobody can understand why why Arteta felt the need to go out and get a you know another starting caliber keeper in the first place. It just no, didn't I mean I think that it comes down to that, right? Like I get that. Turner wanted to leave Arsenal. That makes sense for his career. And as 
national men's national team like fans like that's probably the best thing but we could yeah, we're happy to see as a backup you know? there are yeah. decent enough goalie backups out there that we could have picked up we didn't need raya like we just we just didn't and we spent yeah. a decent amount of money on him and i'm like is arteta wanting to play him because he just spent money on him because that's annoying yeah i don't really understand and moral of the story might might be a, a bit of a bad move from and i think too and I, maybe my last point on this is it's kind of clear that Saliba and Gabrielle don't trust him as much back there. Yeah. And that's like a that problem. is a massive problem for a team like Arsenal who wants to play out of the back. Right. And, and it's I also get the diversity like, of wanting Ramsdale's longer kicks, but we've built our offense about building out of the back. And Ramsdale is good on like, his feet. If so you're if your center backs are if Saliba and Gabrielle are used to being able to trust their keeper behind them to get them out of of sort of sticky situations when they're playing against a high press like and they don't all of a sudden don't trust that makes everybody more prone to mistakes yeah like they're gonna do stuff that they wouldn't otherwise do because they don't, don't trust it to go back and if you're playing against you know brighton or somebody or you know newcastle um or frankly a better looking city um like that is the presses you really really high like you could end up in trouble there like there were there were a couple in City. I mean, I think City pressed us pretty high in the first half, and there were a couple times in the first half. I was like, I there was no security with the ball in the back for us, right? And right. not because so, of our defense, but because of our goalie. And it's like your defense is more likely to make mistakes if they don't trust the goalkeeper because yeah, they they're going to try to do something to avoid passing yeah. back to the goalkeeper, and then yeah. that could go badly for them. And then, you know, it'll go down as Saliba's mistake, yeah. or, but it wouldn't actually be because he made a mistake. It'd be because he doesn't trust his goalkeeper. Yep. And so that's, you know, there's some problems to be seen. I, with- yeah, I have, it's it's something that I, I haven't, I have issue with, and I, I am definitely not alone. I think I, I wouldn't, I don't know if you could find an Arsenal fan who is not a bit pissed and upset about this whole situation. Yeah. But anywho, moving on. That's 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 all I've got to say about Arsenal. You want to talk about the Champions League real quickly? Did we let's let's talk um Premier League standings real quick. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Or um, before we talk. So um honestly, there's nothing too too crazy in here. Um right now, Champions League spots are Spurs, uh, City, Arsenal, Liverpool is top four. That being said, every they all, all honestly the first five are all really close together. It's pretty uh, tight at the Atlanta, top right now. At nineteen, um, everybody is everybody is pretty tight up there, um, you know, sort of in terms of of nineteen to twenty three points. So everybody's pretty tight. Um, and you know, and then we drop into outside of those spots to Newcastle and Brighton are in sixth and seventh. Um. And then we drop into sort of mid-table. We've got Man U in 8th, West Ham in ninth, Chelsea in 10th, Crystal Palace in 11th, 12th is Wolves. Um, that's a, that's a usually that's a, a handful of our sort of usual suspects mid-table there. You know, you've got West Ham, Crystal Palace, Wolves. Um, Chelsea right about where they finished the, the year last year. So not worse, but not better. So mm-hmm. we'll see where they can go now that they can score goals a little bit. They've got a positive goal differential now. So talking, uh, we'll, we'll see how that goes, I guess. Um, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> but um, they've actually, this is crazy. Look at that. 
Chelsea have scored more goals than Man United. Well, okay, that is crazy. And the crazier thing is that I didn't realize Man United was so far down at the table. So yeah, I didn't as well. Um, uh, Man United won uh this past weekend. I'm gonna say. There, we were talking about this sort of the last time we discussed Man United. Every time it seems like Ten Hag's going to lose his job, uh, they they, yeah. they win a couple of games. At some point, you know. At some point, something's got to give, in my opinion. And Eighth is not acceptable for Man United. Um, not that tenth is acceptable for Chelsea, but you know what I mean. Yeah, um, I do know what you mean. But anyway, down into the sort of more bottom section of the table um <gasps> Fulham in 13th Brentford in 14th Nottingham Forest 15 uh Arsenal Art Arsenal I'm looking at red and reading Everton and mm-hmm. um <laughs> Everton still down towards the bottom there uh in uh 16th Luton Town, one of our newly promoted teams just outside of the relegation zone. I would like to say, this is way better than they were last time. And my prediction still isn't really standing because the other teams are in the relegation. But I'd like to say that if I had thought my prediction was going to go wrong, I would have thought that it was because of Luton. And right now, that's not the reason. So I feel slightly vindicated. Yeah, Burnley are in 18th, uh, Bournemouth in 19th, and poor Sheffield United have not actually neither Sheffield United or Bournemouth have won a single game this year. Can we year. just not say that until after Arsenal plays Sheffield next week? Because, because I think the same thing happened like a few years ago and we lost to Sheffield. So let's just like, not talk about it. I'm so sorry. I did, did already come out of my mouth. Well, just like pretend that we didn't mention it and move on. Right. So Burnley, uh, Bournemouth has three ties, but Sheffield have uh, a single point. Look, they one. still have time to turn it around. It's only three, four points in t- out of relegation. Yeah. There's not against uh, Arsenal. I'm just sorry. I'm not just, a lot. Let's just not say that this would it would be classic Arsenal. It really would be to lose their first game of the season to Sheffield, who has one point. This is why, as an Arsenal fan, I can never relax. I can never trust anything. There is just always a chance we will be the stupidest team in the world. <laughs> well. <laughs> um you cannot deny that you can't deny that you really can't I can't deny that it would be funny if that happened um I don't think I'd record next week if that happened solely in protest of my team being so shitty well I'll record by myself because it's well maybe I won't because depending on how the Manchester Derby goes maybe we just won't have an episode uh, all right so if there's no podcast next week you will definitely know what happens with our teams <laughs> yeah 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 um, Honestly, but okay, yeah. this is gonna sound crazy sorry still at this topic i bet you you're less worried about the derby than i am about playing sheffield <laughs> <laughs> like i'm I more like worried about playing sheffield like i think that like, i mean arsenal honestly like would probably play, like if you're looking at it as an arsenal fan you're thinking that arsenal can show up better against man united and beat man united better than they can show up against sheffield and beat sheffield that is my mindset oh, oh the world that we live in oh, the world um, we live in. okay let's move on sorry i'm done arsenal is just making gonna, me rant today that's gonna i know for somebody who's like i don't have that much to say you ended up doing a lot of ranting <laughs> look there are things 
this is why I have a podcast. I can figure out things to talk about pretty easily. Yeah. <sighs> um. Nonetheless, here we are. I think that we're going to wrap up on the Premier League there. Uh, and move into the Champions League this week. It was uh, game day, match day three uh, in the Champions League. I really don't have anything to th- say about these games. A couple of interest. No, there were a couple of interesting results actually. Um, so we're now halfway through the group stage. Bayern Wait, Dortmund won a game. Play. Yes, Sorry. like I said, some interesting things to discuss. Uh, Bayern beat Galatasaray 3-1. Inter Milan beat Salzburg 2-1. Napoli beat Union Berlin. Arsenal beat Sevilla uh, 2-1. I think you said you'd have nothing to say about that, yeah? I think that the only... I think the one thing to say is that there was a beautiful goal of Gabriel Jesus basically turning two Sevilla players on their... Around and giving the most beautiful ball to Gabriel Martinelli, who scored his first Champions League goal on his Champions League debut, and I do That's think so- he deserves a shout out for that. Um, other than that, we are lucky that Raya didn't let in another goal. So here we are. That's all it. right, um, Real Madrid two uh, one over Braga. Um, Did you see not Braga Stadium. No, I didn't. It's like cut into like the side of a mountain. It's kind of cool. Oh, that's fun. Yeah. Anyway. Um, I'll have to look that up, um, but not as sort of, I think, uh, you know, decisive of a win as, I didn't watch any of it, but 2-1 is not really sort did of Did Jude Bellingham we're... score again? Um, I Oh, he did. He scored the winning goal. Yeah, classic. Uh, he didn't wait till injury time this time, so I will yeah, say that. And, and Braga scored their goal two minutes after he scored his yes. goal, so. Um, but yeah, Madrid, Madrid be Madriding um <laughs> but they always do that and then they get their shit together in the knockout stages and then it's like whatever like that is just how they do it indeed 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 um lens and psv tied 1-1 uh real sociedad beat benfica 1-0 man united beat copenhagen 1-0 i believe it was a harry Maguire goal that got yeah. the job uh for so sad <laughs> for my team which is honestly hilarious there's nothing honestly, else that team is like a soap opera right now and i don't really know how to like it's like so it just it's like you want to laugh and i don't it's, really it's it's really peak like telenovela like it, it's it really, really so chaotic like what is happening over there i don't know but no, it's kind i have of no idea does um, ten hog know what's going on over there absolutely does not anyone know what's going on over there like don't what the fuck is happening with Jaden sancho who's literally just like stuck in like purgatory or something yeah yes i don't really know anyway manchester united live your life i guess uh barcelona uh the sort of essentially barcelona under 21 team it seems like actually the the barcelona under 16s <laughs> yeah it's like maybe under that under 18 like u18 team but like yeah. that's pushing barcelona, it there uh, beat some of them are uh, 20 i guess you got to give them that one or two to one sorry um, but Barcelona is Barcelona is really it's hard to say they're in an injury crisis because they keep winning games 
Um, yeah. But they have barely any first. They, I believe, they have eleven or twelve first team players left. They're literally uh, just playing fifteen year olds who are just like scoring and playing so yeah, well. And they're playing a funny. bunch of academy kids, and the academy kids are getting the job done. Hey, I mean, we all know they have a good academy. It's not like that surprising, but I don't think that Shavi was expecting to need to like bring them into the fold so soon. You know, I think you probably yeah, like their their like bench of their bench of injured players is like a, a like a Champions League winning team. Like it's ridiculous. Yeah, to do this, and they just keep adding to it. It just like keeps on going. I'm like, damn. Yeah. Um anyway, but I feel like Gavi and uh is just now in control, which is kind of scary. No, Gavi is hurt. What? No, he's not. He was, he was playing the other day. He's literally was on the bench. I swear to God. Did he get injured in international play? He literally was playing last weekend. Damn, I then they're really down. I thought he was still playing. You could be right. You could be right. You could be right. Oh, yeah, I don't he, think he was injured. Oh, he also, I think that Zhao Felix got injured in this game too. Gavi did not play in the Champions League game. Okay, so clearly I missed the fact that he got hurt because I thought he was still playing. And I also think I saw something that Zhao Felix might have been injured. So then I don't really know who their team is. At least they still have their some of their players. Look, I think that it's not a crisis until they start losing. And honestly, okay, okay, okay. My bad, my bad, my bad. I'm sorry. He's not hurt. He he, but he didn't. He had he got a red card in their last game. So oh, well, that just... also sounds like something Gabby would do. See, this is why I would be worried if he was like your like midfield. I love that kid. I think it's hilarious. Like I, he's rid- a ridiculous human being, and I love it. But I also is- like wouldn't knows. trust him with that midfield. As I would like, I would trust Pedri with that midfield. I would not trust Gavi with that midfield. Pedri is hurt. I know that. Yes, I do know that. You know, but like, if you were like considering, if like Chavi was considering which one of them to like hand the midfield over to, give it to Pedri. <laughs> don't give it to Gavi. I love the kid. I love him. He's fantastic. So cool. But he needs a little, uh, he needs some like, I don't even there needs know. There to be a little calma in the... The kid the- is 20 and must have, like, 20 yellow cards or red cards to his He's name. He's not like, even 20. He's 19. Well, even worse, okay? Sorry. I Anyways. thought he had turned 20. Anyway, I love the guy. Anyways. I'm glad he's not lots injured. Of, that would have been of injuries, Lots of injuries over at uh, Barcelona. They actually, interestingly enough, I, it was vaguely mentioned, do play Real Madrid this weekend. It is El Clasico. So it is the injury-stricken Barcelona against the Jude Bellingham. Against Jude Bellingham. So we'll Look, we'll see how that goes. I'll take um, Gabby versus Jude Bellingham as a game any day. Who do you think will win? Probably not. I don't actually know. You know, that's a really interesting, actually, head-to-head battle, now that you yeah. think about it. Because right? Jude Bellingham is a big kid. Like, he's not yeah, That's little, not going to scare Gabby at but, all. But, no, 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 he's not little. But also, Jude Bellingham does not have the vicious streak. <laughs> Gabby no vicious streak. He has zero viciousness in his body. Right, like, there's no malicious bones in Jude Bellingham's body. Whereas, like, Gabby is, like, a little evil. Like, in a fun way, but, like, a little evil. I mean, like, he, like... No, I'm just going to say, like, if his spirit had to be, like, a team, like, he would belong in, like, one of the Real Madrid's, like, midfield with, like, all He the- is, he is very uh, Sergio Ramos. Yes, and I'm sure <laughs> he's talked to Sergio Ramos to get advice, but I think it could be a really interesting matchup of the two. I assume that Gabby <laughs> is not suspended from La Liga as well, but honestly, we would never know because you no, know he really could be. 
he my little google did tell me he is expected to play um oh but we'll see uh they'll play out Clasco uh this saturday um so we will we will see how that goes uh lazio back to results uh lazio lost to Feyenoord three one uh dortmund won a game won a champions league game they beat newcastle one nothing at home at st james's park um pretty good win for them honestly uh that's not uh i'm, I'm impressed that i mean like yeah they so, battled this out i actually uh it's nice yeah. to see it's also nice. uh, I think R- Reina subbed in at some point, which is also nice to see. Yeah, I believe that is true. Yes, uh, RB Leipzig beat uh, uh, Vezda, uh aka uh, Red Star Belgrade, three to one. Manchester City also beat uh, the Swiss club Young Boys, three to one. Not I. I will say not City's best game, um, but got the job done. Uh, Erling Holland. Does team still have goals. some U.S. guys on it, or do they all move on? I don't, I don't believe Young Boys had any uh, American international. I feel like at some point they did, but clearly not anymore. They, they did. Uh, they did. They have historically. I don't believe they had yeah. any. Uh, I was just wondering. Point of interest. Uh, you know, recently I believe. Um, what is his name? I don't know. I can't remember. I know I can see his face. I can't remember his name. Um, somebody definitely used to play for Young Boys, but uh, yes, yeah. Holland scored two goals, so back to his winning ways in the Champions League. Uh, back to scoring ways in the Champions League. Uh, interestingly enough, one of them was a penalty kick. Um, the other was, uh, actually his goal at the weekend in the Premier League and this one, his second goal in in sort of the Champions League this week, were both sort of longer range efforts. Um. So a little bit outside of his normal bread and butter, which is interesting. Um, but nice to see him back on the score sheet. Uh, I, it'll be nice if he's out of his little slump. Um, so that'll be nice if that's that's the case. But um, not a ton to say about the performance. I didn't. It was whatever. Um, you were just stress texting me, and then yeah, I was only stressed about the game because it was played on artificial turf. Um, yeah. and I, so I was very nervous. Uh, like a lot of the a lot of a lot of guys were rested, honestly. Uh, like Phil Foden didn't start. Uh, you know, good number. Graylish, interestingly, actually, Graylish and Doku both started this game, which was interesting. Um, Doku started on the right. And then they actually swapped and Graylish played on the right wing, which was not That's something big. I was So that was a little interesting um, to see Graylish and Doku play at the same time. But yeah, so a bunch of guys were sort of kind of rested, not the sort of biggest game, you know, sort of going on over there. Um, excuse you. Um, but yeah, so uh, I, I'm just, I'm honestly, you know, the win is nice and all, but I'm just really glad that we got through it without any uh, torn ligaments. Yeah. Oh, it's a blessing. Is scary. A danger of all hell. Spooky, spooky, scary. So we're through that. Um, and uh, okay, PSG beat Milan three nothing. Um, bit of a lopsided game that with all the Americans on Milan, but um, can't I can't say anything more. I don't know. Didn't watch it. I saw the funniest oh. headline that was like, "This game told PSG how v- invaluable." Or how valuable Mbappe is. I was like, I don't yeah, think I one game told scored. them that. I think they just knew that already. It's just so I funny. Think he scored, scored one, and then I think he maybe created one of the other ones. I'm not sure. I don't know. I was like, did they need this game for them to know that? I think they probably right. already knew that. Like, 
Celtic and Atletico Madrid tied 2-2, and then Porto beat Antwerp 4-1. So that is the results. As it stands, halfway through the group stage, um, some some are more sort of clear than others in terms of sort of groups. Um, Manchester City, Barcelona, and uh, I believe Real Madrid are the only or in Bayern Munich, have won all three of their games so far. Um, Group B is relatively close. Everybody's got some points there. Um, That's you guys. I'm not super Um, worried. I don't think that we're going to lose to long at home, you know? Uh, Group D, uh, Inter and Sociedad both are on seven points. Salzburg, however, not out of the game, could still sort of sneak in there. Um, Group E, you know... Feyenoord is leading the group right now, but only by points. So Lazio and Atletico Madrid are not far behind. Uh, group F is the one that has, is our group of death with uh, PSG, Dortmund, Newcastle, and Milan. Um, that group is, is, is close. Everybody's yeah. got, everybody actually, but Milan has a win in there. Milan yeah. has two draws, but everybody else uh, has a win. Dortmund are actually in second at the moment. Yeah, I saw that. that. I was kind of shocked by that, but uh-huh. hey. You know, weirder things have happened. Which I'm not, I guess it's head to head because Dortmund beat Newcastle head to head. Yeah, uh, I think so. That's why they are in second at the moment because they have worse goal differential. But this group really is all to play for still. Um, As we expected. And yeah. Um, group G, City's group is looking fairly decided. It's unlikely anybody other than City and Leipzig go through in there. Um, Group H, probably going to be a Barca Porto, but Shakhtar not out of the fight just yet. Antwerp uh, is zero points through through three games, so they might be, yeah they might be done for there. But that is where we sit uh, with the Champions League. I believe they will play again not too far from now. I believe I think it's maybe it says November seventh, so I think that's in two weeks. Right, so not too far. We'll get into the second half of things, um, and and sort of go from there. But yeah. um, I think that's it. Sort of, sort of on the men's game. Uh, one little sort of quick note uh, in the sort of women's sphere. One NWSL playoffs are up and running. They're on a yeah. brief international break right now, and then they will be back for the semifinals. Um, it is Gotham versus Portland, and I believe uh, the San Diego Wave versus who was else playing? I forget. I absolutely Maybe. looked at this, and I now don't remember. Rain, uh, Olympic rain. Oh, oh rain. Yeah. yeah. Um, so that is who is in our semifinals of the NWSL, um, which will be uh, the Sunday, the November 5th will be the semis for that. Um, I know Rachel doesn't normally watch the NWSL. But I probably I, will I, watch the playoffs. Yeah, I'm going to bug her to watch the semis. So we know, will. I probably will ultimately. because I ultimately am a sucker for sports and competition. Yeah, I just so don't we'll, normally watch because I honestly don't know any of the players. Like, it's kind of funny when know, I think about you'll it. You'll know a bunch of the players on these teams. Okay. I trust you. Yeah, these got because Gotham's got, uh, you know, Allie Krieger, Christine Ewis, Lynn Williams. Okay. Um, Esther Gonzalez from Spain is on Gotham as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
I'm uh, sure. No, no, no. I will. As long as I can get them legally, then I'll be fine. I will watch. I was planning to watch anyway. They're all on Paramount Plus. <laughs> Which I only have because I think I use yours. So thank you. Well, there you go. Um, so yeah, so we'll, we'll sort of circle back to NWSL championships, um, sort of as they come, cause I will certainly be watching. Um, and then final note, uh, we have one more retirement announcement, uh, Christine Sinclair, uh, the all time leading international goal scorer, men's or women's, um, truly a goat, Absolutely. one of the, you know, you know, sort of most iconic, yeah. Um, sort of players of our time of all time in the women's game. Uh in many ways the Canadian Mia Hamm. Um yeah. She has announced her retirement from the Canadian national team. She is playing two final games um in this current sort of window right now um that they're happening. She'll play two final games for Canada. She is going to play one last NWSL season next year. Uh she's crazy. She's a whole ass 40 years old. Um, I, I can't imagine. She's going to play one last NWSL season next year um, and then hang up her boots for good. So last couple times we're going to see her in a Canadian uh, uniform just this week, but we do still get one more season of her next year. So um, not going away know, yet. She's a player we have loved to hate over the last sort of 15 years uh, because Look, she is. I've definitely hated. rooted for her for a couple of times. Just don't tell anyone. I have rooted for her when she was not playing the the U.S., but she has been a really tough opponent and a really, really excellent sort of player and, and sort of person, uh, you know, sort of in and around the sport. And, and you know, it, it's always sort of sad to see a real sort of, uh, like, she's sort of been ever-present. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's hard so. to see someone like that. Hard to yeah. see some of these these retire and like I said, all time leading goal scorer, uh, international leading goal scorer. So yeah, I will say I definitely really rooted for her versus the U.S. before. So great, you bad girl. Um, sorry, I can't help it sometimes. But yeah, so uh, truly a legend of the game. But um, she she will be sort of hanging up those boots. So good for her. Best of best of luck. We will you know see her on the pitch next year for the NWSL and. Go go from there. Um, I think that's all we got. I think so too. We actually talked more than I thought we had the capacity for. So, yeah, me too. But um, um, I promise that I will have watched more games next week. Yeah, we are back to our regularly scheduled programming. My work travel is done for the season, so we will be back to sort of regularly scheduled programming um going forward so yeah we will see you next week to to talk about what happens in the meantime sounds good talk to you soon that's all for this week we'll see you next week on kicking balls